Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Blinn Mueller, the CEO, chairman, and co-founder of Shark Energy Systems. I think it's important for me to just describe how I became aware of Shark. So please just give me a second to describe the story. Now, I've mentioned my wife several times on this podcast, but she's an engineer and she works for a large engineering firm here in Denver. About a year ago, she started telling me about a really interesting local project. The city of Denver decided a while back that they were going to completely redevelop the National Western Center here in town. National Western is the home to Denver's stock show and rodeo, which lasts the month of January. It's a really cool event, so if you're ever in town that month, please don't pass it up. Anyways, Denver decided it was time to revamp the complex. Well, Denver being the progressive city it is, wanted to look at some novel ways, i.e. new technologies, that might make the new Western Center more energy efficient. One concept the city was really interested in exploring was using the municipal sewage system as a source of energy for a heat transfer system. Yeah, that's right, using sewage as a source of energy. And this is where Shark comes in. So if you're not aware of how engineering firms work, so I'm talking about the large EPC firms like AECOM, Jacobs, McDermott. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Well, engineers for those firms, part of their responsibility is looking at different technologies that could meet the needs of their client. Well, Lynn's company, Shark Energy, has such a technology when it comes to sewage and heat transfer. So recently, Lynn came through town to pitch his system to my wife and her colleagues for the National Western Center. After Lynn's presentation ended, my wife texted me a picture of Lynn's business card and said she thought what he was doing was really super interesting. So I reached out to Lynn to see if he'd be interested in coming onto the podcast, and he was super gracious to set aside some time the following week. Let me be clear, this never happens. On average, it takes more than three months to get some of these interviews set up. So I can't say thanks enough to both Lynn and my wife for making this happen. I digress a little bit with the gratitude, but the concept of sewage heat recovery is one of the most interesting energy technologies I think I've ever heard of. But I need to be really clear. I'm not an engineer and I do not have firsthand experience with a shark heat recovery system. And if you're like me, when you hear the three phrases together, sewer water, heat transfer, and energy source, you might get a little confused. I know I certainly was. After a full year of semi-regular conversations over dinner about the sewer heat transfer project my wife was working on, I still don't fully understand how the science works. Heat transfer is something that has been around for a while. Just think about an air conditioner. Your air conditioner is a heat transfer system. It takes the air inside your house, pulls out the warm air, and the air that comes back into a building or a house is colder. So if you have an air conditioner and you stand close to the actual unit while it's running, you'll feel the warm air that was removed blowing away from the air conditioning unit. Shark's thermal recovery system does something very similar. When you take a shower, you want hot water. Or in most cases, you want hot water. The hot water was warmed by a water heater. And in most cases, the water heater uses natural gas as a source of energy. Now stop and think about that for just a second. By burning the natural gas, energy is transferred into the water. That energy presents itself as a higher temperature. Just like with natural gas, you can take that energy or heat from the water and transfer it somewhere else using a heat transfer system. 
And that's essentially what a shark system does. Now, Lynn does a much better job explaining the concept and his technology, so I'll stop here on the background of this really fascinating company, and, and you can listen to the interview. But just a little bit on the capital structure, Shark is a really small company in terms of market cap, close to $8 million on a fully diluted basis, and the shares are really very thinly traded. Part of that is because there's significant insider ownership, and from what I understand, those individuals and institutions who do own aren't really interested in selling. The company has about $37,000 in loans and roughly $2 million in convertible bonds, and they're planning on issuing another $4 million or so in convertible bonds sometime this year. And then Shark also has about half a million of cash on the balance sheet. The ticker on the Canadian Stock Exchange is SHRC, and the ticker in the US on the OTC is INTWF. If you get a lot of value out of the IWTB podcast, check out the support page on the website. It's super easy to donate, and really, every penny really helps. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Shark Energy's CEO and Chairman, Lynn Mueller. Lynn Mueller, thank you so very much for coming on to the IWTB podcast. Thanks. So could you tell us just a little bit about your background? Well, I've spent a lifetime in the uh, in the heat movement business. I, I was trained as a refrigeration mechanic here in Canada. And it turns out that, you know, I really understood the, the technology of heat moving from one source to another. And the second law of thermodynamics states that you know, heat moves from warmer to colder. And the first law states that, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. So it was a natural for me to, to go into the business. And and I've, I've had a, a career where I spent about, the, about 30 years in the geothermal heat pump business. I was president and CEO of a company called Water Furnace. And we were um, the world's largest manufacturer of geothermal heat pumps. So I've been in the, I've been in the renewable energy business for a very long time and very passionate about it. Yeah, and and now geothermal is something that's really interesting. I, and my dad he built a pharmacy. He put a geothermal pump in. I know that I've got a neighbor over here who has a geothermal pump in their house, and they just seem like really interesting sort of sources of of heat and cooling. But I never fully understood exactly how all of that worked. So to have you on here and and to be able to talk about just the technology and the science behind it is going to be great. But could could you just talk a little bit about your company now? So what what first of all, the name of your company is Shark Energy, but I also see that it's Shark International. So do, do you refer to it as Shark Energy or Shark International? Our parent company, the public company, is Shark International Systems, and we operate worldwide as Shark Energy Systems. Okay. And so eight years ago, I had thoughts of retiring, Nate, and uh, and that lasted three days. My, it turns out my wife wasn't quite ready for me to retire <laughs> either, so she was suggesting that perhaps I find a new occupation because I was driving her crazy. <laughs> so I had been thinking for some time, uh, because I have four children and, and, a, and a whopping big hot water bill all the time, and I knew what my hot water bill was because I heated my house with a heat pump. And I was throwing away about $1,200 a year worth of hot water. And, you know, in my inquisitive mind, I thought, where the heck, you know, where does it go? And why can't I get that back somehow? And that really became the impetus for starting uh, Shark Energy is to recover that $1,200 I was throwing away every year. 
And then I thought of every home in the world is doing that. That is a tremendous amount of energy. And it just goes, you know, down the sewer line. And in cities, the sewer is the common artery to every city. It's, it's the one system that's unique to every city. And all of that energy ends up going down, you know, the sewer line. So about the same time I was really thinking about it, the Department of Energy in the U.S. did a study that showed about $40 billion worth of energy goes down the drains residentially in the U.S. every year. And so I thought, you know, from a business point, you know, let's, let's develop a system to, to get that back. So that was really the impetus of, of shark energy was, you know, my own, my own hot water bill. Yeah. Yeah. So, so before we get to the actual technology, why'd you call it shark? What does shark stand for something? Shark stands for sewage heat recovery. So when we were messing around uh, trying to come up with a name, uh, we just put the acronym, you know, SHARK down, and then we just modified it a little bit. It's turned out to be a pretty cool name for us, very recognizable around the world. Yeah, yeah. So could you explain the technology that, that you've developed and, and just walk us through how it works? Yep. So if you can imagine, Nate, that all of that water that you're using for your showers, your laundry, your dishwasher, and all of that hot water goes down the drain, but it, it's mixed with the other biological byproducts of living, which nobody, you know, people just want to see the, the stuff go down the drain and go away. They don't want anything to do with it, but there's a lot of um, water, but there's a lot of solids go down the drain with it. So paper and you, you know, one, one, and one thing or another goes down the drain every day. And uh, one of the one of the gentlemen at your wife's office told me that there's about 0.3% of solids in all of that water that goes down the drain. So, but those that little bit of solids will plug any heat exchanger in the world very quickly. So, I had to invent a way to clean that warm water that goes down the drain so we could put it through a conventional heat pump or heat exchanger system to ex extract the heat. So, really. You know, the invention that Shark holds is the ability to clean large amounts of sewage water so we can pass it through an efficient heat exchanger. Okay, yeah. What's really interesting and really differentiated about your product is that you do have a screening, a filtering system that I guess big engineering firms just haven't been able to figure out yet. And so... Yeah. So, so could you talk just a little bit about what what we were able to devise is uh, you know what's really neat about shark. One thing, Nate, is that we're a bunch of people that have kind of lived lived the business. We're plumbers. We're refrigeration guys. We're hands on people that have dealt with the problems, and so it became it became sort of an exercise that's taken us eight years and you know ten million dollars to perfect the ability to screen that sewage and so ours is just a, a flow through filter and we've devised a way to keep that filter clean and so it's basically a flow through filter and as i showed your the group there the other day pictures of a screen that had had 2500 gallons a minute flowing through it for four months and it was absolutely shiny clean. I think that's what I think that's what got the engineers' attention is that we really have perfected that screening method, and and it took a lot of uh, it took a lot of tries to perfect it. So 
over the years we've been selling systems and they haven't all been perfect. So, you know, part of my mission was to go back. We've retrofitted every system we've ever done to the current standard, which is amazing. You know, we have, we have 20 systems working in the world and they all have the newest technology in them. So we were developing a system, but my commitment was also to make sure every system worked perfectly. Okay. Yeah. That, that's impressive. That, and that's also admirable that you went back and, and actually, you know, retrofitted those, 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 those other systems. So, so what does, so, so you're, you're taking heat out of the sewage yeah. So the, the wastewater stream, you're taking the heat out of the wastewater stream and then you're doing what with it? You, you have a heat exchanger and then the heat exchanger yeah. then does what? So are you generating electricity? Are you, please, please just help me understand like what is it that your systems. Yeah. So yeah, what we do, Nate, is we move heat. So what boilers and gas fired appliances do is they, they create high, high grade or, you know, medium grade heat and they just take cold water and they warm it up to 180 degrees or 150 degrees or whatever. And they continually do that with a new source. We move heat. So it's much more efficient to move heat than it is to, to make heat. So our systems operate traditionally from somewhere around 350% to 600% efficient. So that means for every dollar you spend to move the heat, you get 3.5 to, to $6 worth of heat moved. And you don't have to burn any fuel to do that. So what makes our system so efficient is that we don't transform heat into anything like electricity or anything. We just, we just use it to heat buildings and, and also cool buildings. So part of the efficiency is not converting it into another product. So we're super efficient heating and cooling. And our system doesn't care whether the building's in air conditioning or if the building needs heat because heat just transfers from warmer to colder. So if the, if the building needs heat, it removes heat from the sewer system. If it needs to get rid of heat in the air conditioning mode, it just puts it back into the sewer system. So amazing, simple technology. And so, so, so it is primarily a heating and a cooling system. Yeah, absolutely. We don't produce electricity. We don't do anything else. We use electricity to run the system, but we're super efficient with the use of that electricity. Yeah. And that's really what makes us fit into buildings and gets phenomenal paybacks and, and you know, the simplicity. Yeah. And, and I'd love to touch on where this is applicable, but, you know, going back to what I was saying about my wife telling me about the project here in, in Denver, why, why is... Why is sewer water or wastewater, why is it hot? Why is it warmer than, you know, than your average? Why is it above lukewarm or why is it, is it lukewarm or like, what is the temperature of sewage water and why is it? Yeah, it, you know, around the world, sewage temperature doesn't change much. It, it's usually between about 65 degrees Fahrenheit and 75 degrees Fahrenheit. And, and, you know, I've, I've been all over the world uh, looking at, sewage systems. And the common, the common thing is water enters usually somewhere between 35 and 50 degrees as, as fresh potable water. And it, it leaves the system 
at around 70 degrees or 75 degrees and, and goes into the sewer at that temperature. So you've got millions and millions of gallons of sewage warmed up 20 degrees and, and that's the value proposition for us. So. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, visit the website at thestockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. So go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.